my message uh, this afternoon is the just shall live by faith. So if you have your Bible, or if we can get that to scripture, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. So I want everyone in the church to read this scripture with me uh, together. So let's read. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I want you to think about what the Lord is saying. That without faith it is impossible. Hakuna njia. Dogehota. There is no way. You know, sometimes people think because I have lived in America for a very long time that I forgot how to speak Swahili and I forgot how to speak my mother tongue. Uh, no, we still practice. Believe me, there are some churches in America who preach in Kikuyu. It's like when people go to America, they try to be more Kenyan than they were when they were in Kenya. <laughs> Just to prove to Americans that they are really Kenyans. It's wonderful to be proud to be a Kenyan, but sometimes they take it very far. So, it says, it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is what? He is. Now, he is, is a present tense. It did not say that he used to be. It didn't say that he was. He's not even talking about the future. He's not saying that he will be. He's saying, when is he God? Now. In other words, he is God of now. He's not just God of the past. Because you see the, the troubles we face, the trials we face, they are not just trials of yesterday. Because what lies in front of you is much more important for you to overcome than what lies behind you. Because you see, the things that are behind you, you already overcame them. Unless they followed you. And even if they followed you, God is saying that he has the power and the anointing because he's God of now. To deal with your circumstances now. So he is today. Okay? And so, that, so he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 38, Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 38, the Bible says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. God has called us not to walk by sight, but... To live by faith. Now, I want to share a few points uh, from this passage. The justice shall live by faith. Uh, about faith. One, faith must be based on the knowledge of God. Not on our assumptions. Okay? Faith must be based on God's word and knowledge of God. Not just our assumptions. In other words, knowing God means that we, we have a relationship with him. Faith works because an individual believer has a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what faith means. Number two, that's number one. Number two, 
what makes the faith of God work is that faith must grow in your life. That is why the Bible tells us to keep on hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Because the more we hear and the more we are taught to the word of God, the more faith increases in us. So faith increases. Faith grows. That's why Jesus looked at his disciples at one time and told them, O.E. of little faith. It means you can have a little faith, you can have medium faith, and you can have great faith. Which one would you like to have? A little faith, a medium faith, or great faith? Great faith, that's what makes great things happen. So you must today allow the faith of God to increase and to grow in you. Number three, faith must be based on God's promises, not on the promises of a man. Faith must be grounded in and based on God's promises, which means it's his word. Know the nature of his promises. And number four, Point number four, I want to share with you this morning, is that faith must be expressed through action. Okay? This is acting on what you believe and obeying what you believe God says about you. Now, when the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight, it means that we must trust God even when we do not know the outcome. Faith means trusting that God will take care of you and your family and your finances and every situation in your life, although you do not know exactly how it will turn out. You, you see, the one thing we know is that God is always in control. Even if you and I are not in control, God says he's always in control. So we must trust in God even when we do not know how it will all come out. Our hope is in God's strength and in his faithfulness. In that hope, we find the strength to endure. That is why in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number that one, the Bible says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You understand? When you pray by faith, and you are praying for a situation, for circumstance, and you are believing God for a miracle, you must have endurance. That is, in other words, you must have faith that endures. You cannot give up before your answer comes. You have to hang in there until you receive the answer. You know, I, I tell people in my meetings in the U.S. because... Uh, in the U.S., uh, people like to, to leave church uh, before it's over, to, to, leave, to leave the church early because uh, people work very hard and they have two jobs, they have three jobs. We call them doubles. Everybody say, hey, I, I, I can't stay in church the whole day. You know, I have a double. Uh, when a Kenyan in America tells you I have a double, it means that they have two jobs that day. First of all, it's a blessing to be able to get two jobs. But on the other hand, if you keep on leaving the church early because you come in the church to be blessed, to be renewed, and to receive. And I, and I tell them, you know, when we start worshiping God in the presence, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, he sends his angels 
to come and bring answers to us. And I tell them, you know, if you, if you walk out too early, your angel may come and found your seat empty. And God sent him to bring an answer to you and to your prayers. And you can miss your answer because you left it too early. In the same way, don't give up too early for what you are praying for. Faith means enduring, hanging in there, holding on by faith, holding on to that vision. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 14. The Bible says, for those who say these things, declare plainly that they seek a homeland. But, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And, and, and the word using there that for those who say these things, what things? Those who say the things that God have said. In other words, we must declare, we must confess, we must speak the language of the kingdom of God. We must speak the language of heaven. The, the word used here is the word homologios from Greek. It means that you are saying the same things that God is saying. That you as a believer, you should not be repeating what the world is saying about your situation. You should not be repeating what your friends are saying about your situation. What should you repeat? What God is saying about your situation. That is homologia. That you, must, that you must confess and say the same things that God says. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says, For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. It means that he that, he, that I have believed and I'm totally persuaded. Faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the Holy Spirit. It means I am convicted, that I am convinced and I am persuaded. That I've been, I am convicted, I am convinced and I am persuaded that it will work for me. Hallelujah. Now, don't tell me that faith did not work for you because I just know that it will work for me because my faith is based on what God says in his word. Amen? So, don't go with the faith of others. Have your own faith. Because the faith of others will only take you so far. But sometimes you have to believe God for yourself. The prayers of others will only take you so far. Sometimes you've got to pray for yourself. Sometimes you have to intercede for your family. Don't wait for the others to intercede for you. You've got to pray for yourself. Hallelujah. God is shifting some things in your life today. If you let him, he will shake you and change you. And as you continue trusting in him, he can change your position so that he can shift you to be in a place where you can be able to walk at the right door, meet the right person at the right time so that you can be connected with your destiny that will change your life. You see, God guides us. When we have faith in him and when we pray and we have a relationship with him, he takes us to the right people, the right doors, at the right place. Because you are a child of God. And he's thinking about you all the time. 
Did you know the Bible says that even the very hair on your head are numbered? Sorry for those of you who do not have hair on your head. <laughs> but even for those of you who, brothers who do not have hair on your head, God knows how many hairs you used to have. Amen. <laughs> so my friends, people may say that you are finished. You know, when you go through struggles, when you had had, look, everybody faces trials. Every believer faces a hard time. Seasons in life change. In America, we say it is not always winter. Winter is very cold. We have snow. We don't even like to go out because you have to put on several layers of clothing. But all seasons are not winter. Spring will come. And when we are in winter, we are always saying, man, when will spring come? I want to get out of winter. And I'm telling you in your life, the faith of God says that it's not always going to be winter in your life. Spring is coming. The sun, amen, the sun is going to rise anew in your life. The Bible says that his masses are new every morning. So every morning you wake up, pray, oh Lord, give me new masses to face this day. Seasons changes. You do not always remain in the same season. That's why you have to have strong and big faith in God. That even if you are in winter, you know spring is coming. Summer is coming. Fall is coming. It is not always the same season. So when people think you are finished, I want you to know God says your finest hour is coming. Amen? It is still ahead. Your past may have been difficult, but I want you to know today, this moment, you can change your future. Your future can be better than your past. Your future can be better than your present. Because you are serving a living and mighty and miracle-working God. Hallelujah. That's what it means when the Bible says the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. In the thick of battles and trials of life, your ministry may have disappeared. Your passion for living may have disappeared. You might, have, you might have become discouraged. But I'm here to encourage you today as a servant of God, as a prophet of God, that get ready. Trust in him today. He's getting ready to release a special anointing in your life if you will allow him so that your vision it will reappear again. That your passion for life will appear again. Oh yeah, he will, he will even give you a new vision for what you're supposed to do. You know, God gives directions. When we pray by faith, you will hear him speaking to you. Showing you what to do, where to go next, giving you direction. If you will obey him and walk by faith, you are not going to fail. You will succeed in what you do. Hallelujah. So I tell you, it is time to start living again vigorously, with gusto, with audacity, and with authority. Because the Bible says that in the last days... Hallelujah. Bad times will come, but God will remain the same. Because you see, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it doesn't matter what I meet, what I hit in life, he is always going to be the same. Hallelujah. Now, faith is based 
on the knowledge of the word of God. As I said earlier, walking by faith should not be based on your assumptions. Because God is not responsible for answering your assumptions, what you assume. A lot of believers assume things. And they, and they believe on the basis of what they assume that God will move on their behalf. God only is responsible for what he has promised in his word. So when you pray, it's okay to quote God's word and his promises to him. Say, my father in heaven, you promised this in the book of Psalms. You promised this in the book of Isaiah. I am standing here now believing you, declaring that it is coming to pass in my life because you promised it. Hallelujah. I'm releasing my faith. I am walking in it. And you see even the devil can hear. And the devil hears when you declare what God has said. Because the word of God is the same. And, and the word of God is not hindered by the, by the vessel through which it is conveyed. I may have weaknesses as a preacher. Okay? But the word of God is not weak. Because me as the vehicle for speaking it, I'm weak. The word of God is still powerful and quicker and sharper than two-edged sword. No matter who is speaking it. So when you speak the word of God to yourself, even if you have weaknesses, it doesn't matter. Because your weaknesses do not change the word of God. Your disbelief or your doubt does not change the word of God. The word of God and the promises of God are what they are because they came directly from heaven. Amen? So, you need, so our faith must be based on the knowledge of God and his promises. According to the ancient Hebrews, knowing Yahweh meant having an intimate relationship with him. In the Old Testament, if you said that I know God, it, it did not mean that you have an intellectual understanding of him. You have heard about him. And you intellectually can describe who he is to somebody. When the Hebrew people said, I know Yahweh, what they really meant is that I really know him in that I have a relationship with him. He's my father, I'm his daughter, I'm his son. So for faith to work in you, you have to have that kind of intimate relationship with God. So to have faith in God is to know him. Knowing Yahweh means engaging every day in a relationship of holiness and righteousness with him. You cannot say that you know God and you do not obey his word. Knowing God for Hebrews meant obeying him. Now, God is almighty and God is powerful. When we know him and his power, it changes who we are and what we believe. Now, let me just share with you, just to, to remind us, the attributes of God, who, who he is. The Bible tells us that God has several divine attributes. So when we are believing him in walking by faith, this is what we, we need to remember. That God is omnipotent. That's one of, in other words, what it distinguish, distinguishes you from a divine person is that you do not have divine attributes. But a divine person has divine attributes. And one of the most fundamental divine attributes of God is that he is omnipotent. What does that mean? That he is all-powerful. 
This is why Jesus said in giving his disciples the great commission, the first thing he said before sending them, he said that all power in heaven on earth is given to me because he, Jesus Christ is God. Then he told them, go it therefore because all power is given to me. So God is all powerful. And all powerful means there is nothing on earth that has greater power than your God. He is omniscient. It means he is the source of all knowledge. Past knowledge, present knowledge, and future knowledge. Everything you would ever want to know, by faith you go to God, he can release that knowledge on you. That is why I shared with you before that when, when I started my undergraduate degree and I struggled, I remembered his omniscient. The Holy Spirit is God. He's omniscient. He knows everything. And he can just release some of that intelligence, some of that knowledge on me. And can you imagine how it will transform your life? God can give you just one idea of the billions of ideas he has. And that idea will change your future and your destiny. God is eternal. He is eternally self-existent, no beginning, no ending. The Bible says he's Alpha and Omega. He is the creator. Our God created all that is and will ever be. To have faith in him, to walk in faith in him, it is to perceive with the mind, to understand with the heart, to know for a fact that he made the world, he created you for a purpose as he created the universe for his purpose. He made it all out of nothing. He spoke the word and it was. He said, let there be oceans. And there were oceans. He can speak a word in your situation. And everything will change. Every mountain will move. Hallelujah. Now, when I, when I was a student, uh, when I teach, I always like to give testimonies. Walking by faith. Uh, at the time I was going, I was going to school, uh, I had gone to United States on a student visa. It's called an F1 visa. And with F1 visa, they, on your passport, they stamp not valid for employment. So, <laughs> which is really bad. So they allowed me to go to the university, but they don't want me to get a job and work to support myself. So how am I supposed to pay for my fees and everything? And... Uh, so, I, I decided I'm, I'm going to trust the Lord to provide. I'm going to walk by faith. And even so, so, they've decided not to allow me to work for now, but I know God has divine provision for me. So, so I'll never forget, uh, I, I was given by somebody a, a very old car. Because in America, you can't even go to buy groceries unless you have an automobile. Because in many cities, like in, in, in Knoxville or Lex, Lexington, Kentucky, where we are living, they don't have matatos. <laughs> okay. By the way, matatos are very convenient in that you can just go anywhere. So they don't have public transportation. They may, if you live in like big city, they have subways. But the subways will not take you to a particular store where you want to go. So, everybody drives. You have to have a car. And so, I did not have a car. 
And so I prayed. Uh, so someone had given me a very old car. And during summer, that car did not have air conditioning. It gets extremely hot uh, in many states during summer. So I was invited, invited, my wife and I were invited to go and preach in a conference uh, in Kentucky. And so I drove in this old car. It was making so much noise because the exhaust pipe was totally finished. In fact, it was so bad that every morning when I, I, I woke up uh, to go to classes to, to start the car, it was like, like a bullet because the exhaust pipe was really bad. You know, and in fact, some of my neighbors, the little kids, they, they would come and say, hey, Joe, can, can you start, please don't start your car tomorrow at 7. <laughs> because I want to sleep in. <laughs> can you please start it later? <laughs> That's how bad it was. And so we, we are driving to go to this conference. I'm going to preach there. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking, God, you know, I'm in America, the, the, the land of opportunity. The, the land that flows with milk and honey. I said, Lord, where is this milk? Where is this honey? Because this car I'm driving is, can die on me any time. So I prayed. I said, this week, Father, I pray that you give me a, you give me a new car. And I, I really believed with all my heart that my new car will come. I didn't know where because my bank account as a student was almost empty. So I could not count on my bank account. So I prayed and I told my wife, um, believe with me because the Bible says where two or three shall agree as touching anything that they shall ask, brother, Pastor Stephen, it shall be done for them. And let me tell you, there is nothing more powerful than a couple being in agreement. Couples fight. If a couple is in disagreement, God will not hear your prayers. But if husband and wife agree and pray together and release their faith, there is almost nothing you cannot do as a couple. You will see the hand of God open doors for you that are incredible. So my wife was willing to agree with me. Of course, she was so uncomfortable because it was extremely hot. So she was willing to agree if it meant we're going to get a car with air conditioning. I, say, I told her, I said, yeah, Reverend Wamboy, release your faith. I'm believing God. Either this week or next week, somehow, God to give us a miracle of a new car. So, so we went to Kentucky, and we attended the, this conference. The first evening, uh, I was not the preacher. Uh, and the guest speaker was a famous evangelist in the U.S. Uh, and uh, he was preaching. And, and, of, and I think he knew from the flyer that I was a preacher from Kenya. So, as he was preaching, he started ministering to people, just, just you know, in the middle of his preaching. And then in the, in the middle, he just stopped. And he said, the Lord has just stopped me because he wants me to do something uh, for this man of God from Africa. See, and this is a conference with uh, like 2,000 people. And of the 2,000 people, he pointed at me. And I said, thank you, God, you have remembered me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, 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 and he just stopped there. And, and he started saying, he says, he says brother, I, I, I don't know your need. But the Holy Spirit just told me right now not to preach anymore, but to take a special love offering for you. I jumped out and I said, wow, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then I started saying, this truly is a man of God. 
This man hears from God. This man is a true prophet. Watch out when Guinea. Hey, look, there, there, there are all kinds of prophets. But the prophet who can read you like a book, who knows your needs, you know he heard from God. And this prophet who stops preaching in the middle of the meeting, he does not want to take a love offering for himself. But for this man of God from Kenya. Ah, I, I mean, I started rejoicing. You know, I, I was so excited, I jumped up. And I'm saying, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. He said, brother, I have not taken the love offering yet. He said, sit down first so that at least you can see how much it is. Then you can start jumping up and down praising the Lord. So, so, he, so he did. He took a love offering. And after the love offering, he gave it to me. I'm, I'm telling you. And, and he just have it in baskets. And there were two baskets full of money. And he brought one basket to me and the other one to my wife. When I looked at it, I asked him, can I jump now? <laughs> he said, okay, now you can praise the Lord. So I started jumping and everybody started jumping, praising the Lord with me. I'm here to tell you, by the time I went home, I had enough money to get a brand new car. Amen. With the air conditioning. Amen. This is what faith is. It is believing what the word of God says. And walking in it. Because you don't know how, where your answer will come from. I did not plan on this. I had never met this man in my life. But you see, I talked to God. And God spoke to him. And God used him as a vehicle to meet my need. That's how miracles come. Because right now there is somebody God can talk to who has your miracle. And that's why you need to be careful who you meet. Do not dismiss people. Because God may have somebody there with your miracle, and when you meet them, you dismiss them. Or God, or you may be the miracle. That God may send you to be a miracle to somebody. Hallelujah. So that is what faith is. You see, we need action. The Bible says, Faith is not something you think about and you leave it there. Faith is something you act on. You trust God. You confess it. And then you walk in it. Uh, I had a story about a fisherman in the state of Minnesota. You see, this fisherman was a very skilled uh, fisherman. He was very well prepared. He knew how to fish. He had everything you need to be a good fisherman. He had fishing poles. He had nets. He had bait to catch fish. And even he had a very nice boat that he can take on the lake to be able to fish. But this, this fisherman had a problem. He, would be, he was telling everyone, I am going to catch a lot of fish. But you see, for all his preparation, he never caught anything. Not a single fish. Not a one. Not ever. And do you know why he never caught a fish? Do you want me to tell you why he, he never caught a fish? It's okay. You see, I, I'm a professor. <laughs> and uh, 
when uh, when I'm lecturing, I, I always I, I use there is a technique for lecturing known as Socratic dialogue. Uh, that's when you ask your audience a question. And those of you, if you're professors here, you know what I'm talking about, Socratic method. You, you ask them and they respond. It's a very good method of learning. So I ask you, do you want to know why he never caught a fish? Okay, yeah, it's okay to respond. <laughs> so, the reason he never caught a fish, here's the answer. He never went fishing. He had a boat, he prepared, he read books, a lot of books about fishing. He knew how you are supposed to hook the hook. But you see, he never caught a single fish because he never went fishing. So it's the same thing. This is how faith works. If you read all about faith and you know all about faith and you can tell somebody this is how faith is supposed to work, if you never go fishing, you are never going to catch a fish. So you have, Pastor Stephen, to put your faith in action. you got to activate your faith. That's how faith works. Are you with me? Are you receiving this? you got to put your faith in action. Don't be like this Minnesota fisherman. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Faith must be based on God's promises. Know the promises of God. Know the nature of his promises. God is not committed to perform what people say. God is committed to perform what he says in his word and what he has promised. Faith should not be based on fanciful or wishful thinking. If you keep on wishing that you have something, it will not make it come to pass. Your faith must be based on solid word of God. His promises, not wishful thinking or assumptions. God is not responsible for your wishes. He is responsible for his promise, for his word. The nature of God's promise. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible says, For all the promises of God in him are here and in him amen. Unto the glory of God by us. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56, the Bible says, There hath not failed one word of all, of all his good promises. Now, we need to remember that you do not walk by feeling. You walk by faith. So, what if you don't have a feeling? You know, they, they sing a song, I've got a feeling. That everything is going to be all right. What if you don't have a feeling that everything is going to be all right? <laughs> have you ever heard that, such a song? That I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Well, the Bible says, no, we don't walk by a feeling that everything is going to be all right. What if you don't have a feeling? What if you have a feeling things are going to go really bad? No, the Bible says we don't walk by a feeling. We walk by faith. In the promises of God. So don't, just, don't go with a feeling. Go with a promise. Because faith is never feeling and feeling is never faith. In other words, God has not asked us to pray and exercise our faith to receive something if he is not going to confirm his word to do what he promised. 
here is the way it works. One, God gives us a promise in his word. Number two, that promise creates faith in us because we believe what God says and that he will do it for us. Romans chapter 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God, his promise. Number three, this faith produces action, faith action. And number four, that action activates God's power and the miraculous to fulfill the promise. So I'll say that again. Number one, God gives us a promise in his word. Number two, that promise creates faith in us as we keep on hearing it more and more and more. Number three, that faith increasing in us produces action. Number four, that action activates God's power from heaven. His miraculous ability to fulfill his promises in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we stand up all over the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Let, let's, let's all stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise. Hallelujah. Tell you, I'm a, I am excited and encouraged uh, this morning because God is good. And, 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 uh, and every situation we are facing, he's willing, he's merciful, he's compassionate, he's a loving God. He's willing to intervene on your behalf. But the Bible says he's the way maker. He's the deliverer. He's the healer. He's the provider. He's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Our God is able. He's a miracle. God, my sister, my brother. Hallelujah. I may not know your situation. I may not know how your ear has been. I may not know the trials that you have faced. But I'm here to tell you I know somebody who can meet your need. His name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And that is why I'm preaching and teaching today on faith. Because I'm here to ignite a fire of God in your spirit. I'm here to ignite your faith. I'm here to ignite your hope. I'm here to ignite your trust in God Almighty. I'm here to tell you that God has a plan for you. And he's still working that plan. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody this morning, this afternoon, don't throw in the towel just yet. God is not finished. Though it may appear that all hope is gone, that everyone else is finishing the race before you, tell them, don't count me out yet. Hallelujah. Because God is not finished with me yet. Hallelujah. Today, there are many who want to quit because of many, many situations and mountains and trials that they are facing. However, God has a blessing for you, just for you, if you don't quit, if you wait on him by faith. Hallelujah. A hopeless situation does not mean that God has left you. It just means that he's working behind the scenes. And God can see your faith. God can hear your prayers. And he answers prayers. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Can you raise up your hands before the Lord? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I want to thank you because of your word and your promises. Your promises are sure and true. And Lord, you know what everyone in this congregation is facing today. And I want to lift them up. Those that need a financial miracle. Those that need healing. Father, touch them today. In the name of Jesus. Let the power of the Holy Spirit move. Hallelujah. Let healing come. Let deliverance come. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Raise their faith today. Let their faith increase today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You may put your hands down. You know, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, Jesus answering them said, Have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you, that, wh that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them, and you shall have them. And, 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 and I want you to think right now what it is you are believing God for in your family. In the area of our finances, your businesses, whether it's educational opportunities. I, I want to pray a prayer of faith based on the word of God. The promises of God says, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8 says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened unto him. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22, verse 24, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, that whatsoever shall speak to this mountain, it shall move. So I want you to, believe, to have faith in God today. First of all, trust the Lord to increase your faith, so that your faith becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, and bigger so that you, you can be able to pull down by faith God's anointing and his miracle power. And I want to pray with you. If you are here today, you are, you, you are believing God to open some doors for you. You are believing God for a financial miracle. Uh, if you are here today and you are believing God for healing, you are believing God for deliverance, uh, whatever you are believing God for, I want you to raise up your hand. And I want to just release God's anointing on you. I, I want to I, I release my faith as you release your faith. And let's just believe for the Holy Spirit to move in this sanctuary and touch you and meet you at the point of your need. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you need. He has the power. He's a wonder-working God. He's a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. And you and I can speak to that mountain. And that mountain will obey you. It will move because you have the faith of God. Only believe, Jesus will tell people, only believe today. Only believe. Have the faith of God. Keep those hands up. Let's believe God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person that I have raised up their hands. You know what they need in their lives. There are those who, oh Lord, that need a renewal in their spirits. There are those who need to have better relationship with you. There are those, oh Lord, that need to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are those that are facing a situation where they need a financial miracle. There are those that need healing, both in their minds, in their bodies, or in their souls. But Jesus, you are a healer. You are a miracle worker. Your presence is in this sanctuary. So, Father, I lift up every person. I pray that, Lord, you release the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let your power move across this sanctuary. Let their miracle come now. 
in the name of Jesus. Come on now. Whatever you are believing God, oh, come on now. Start just tell him. Tell him. Take a few minutes and just tell him what it is. And right now, start taking it by faith. Reach out to him. Let it come. Reach out to I told you you have to activate your faith. You just have to claim it. Come on. Talk to him for a minute. Just tell him what it is. Just you and you alone, God can hear you. Right now, the Holy Spirit is listening. Hallelujah. His angels are waiting to receive a divine assignment to come and work on your behalf. To come and bring you a miracle in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just take it. Take it. Take it. Hallelujah. Receive it. Take it in Jesus name. Reach out to to him and take it. Take it in Jesus name. Receive it in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you father for moving. Hallelujah. With your mighty spirit. Thank you father for your miracle power in our behalf. Father we are receiving an answer now from heaven. And we know you are giving your angels assignment on our behalf that in this coming week and months we're going to see divine manifestation hallelujah in our lives because we are walking by faith we will walk by faith until we receive the reward we will walk by faith until we receive the reward in the name of Jesus if you believe God with me that you've received it give him a hand of praise come on now say hallelujah glory hallelujah Amen. He's done it. And he'll continue doing it. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.